and we're back ladies and gentlemen for another episode of the sk twins podcast and we have a very special guest for you this evening ladies and gentlemen i'd just like to introduce our very special guest he is a lithuanian mma fighter and not just any old mma fighter he is a legend of the sport he has formerly competed for the likes of dream strike force cage rage bellator and ksw this is no other than the legendary welterweight fighter mr marius zoromskis how are you doing sir ah, thank you very good very good it's very very nice to have you on our podcast i just want to say that right in the beginning uh we appreciate your time you're a legend of the sport we've watched you our whole life uh compete and i'm just really happy to have you here today so i can't wait to ask you about your career yep let's do it so let's just start right from the beginning then so we've got the legend here in the studio live so we're going to start right from the beginning i want to ask you about your fighting career but the very early parts of your career how did you get involved with martial arts in when you were in lithuania as a kid uh you want to throw or you want <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I started early, but uh, not uh, my beginning was not mixed martial arts. My my beginning was uh, karate. Right. Yeah. Tell us about your karate. Uh, your introduction to martial arts through karate. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I just get in and I like I just keep going and like I was waking up sometimes at five in the morning, just run to karate class, come back to the school, and just keep going, keep going, and. Uh, yeah, feel passion and because uh, I believe you're a national youth champion uh, in karate is that true because yeah. I've read that online yes. when I was doing some research about you so t- tell me a little bit about those tournaments is it just your traditional karate style tournament you get anywhere in the world or is full contact what was uh, it like I didn't stuck too long in karate so right. I, I used to compete the Shotokan okay and the karate Shotokan and uh, competitions but then uh, I recognized I want more action, so right. So then I said, oh, let's 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 try kickboxing. Right. Uh, yeah. So I read that that you got into Muay Thai a little yeah, bit later. Yeah, okay. Kickboxing uh-huh. and like a little bit, little bit judo and right. And uh, you know, keep when I start do kickboxing, I like I start knock knock them out and right. Then, and then uh, again, like I feel I need more action. Right. Okay. <laughs> From kickboxing, I like, was keep going, keep going, and then uh, I remember even uh, even in London, I was uh, I was preparing for kickboxing uh, championship. Yep. And then uh, last two days, my opponent pulled out. Uh, I was so pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> and I come back to the coach. I say, listen, just put me tomorrow after more in a fight. I, I I don't care where. I just want to fight. So you're just hungry to compete, basically. And yeah, you just I want was, action. You want something. Yeah, I was, I was uh, training, training, just preparing for the fights, and like, and I couldn't wait anymore because I say no, just <laughs> give me the fight. I, I just want to fight anybody. Right. And then the coach, no, I don't have nobody. You know, kickboxing, and they put me in uh, MMA. Yeah, so I believe yes. Yeah, so that that's, that perfectly segues into what I was just going to ask you. So you. You came about making your debut in MMA in the year 2000, I believe, when 
you were only 19 years old. Ah, that was just warm up. Yeah. That okay. <laughs> That's 1999. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, actually that was more funny story. Night of the ring. <laughs> uh, yeah, that club. was. I was doing my kickboxing and uh -huh. training in the village, and then I hear on the radio, oh, there's uh, uh, tomorrow like MMA some uh, fights. I say, oh my gosh, you know, like I need to go to the city and uh, to find out what's the competition. I want to fight. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and I went Friday to to the show late at the radio station. I say, listen, guys, why is that competition tomorrow? Uh, I want to fight. You know, like uh, I want to get into fights. He said, oh my gosh, who are you? What do you want? They tell you who you want. I say, what? I say, like, who is responsible? Just give me the names. You know? <laughs> And then they give me the the one uh, one promotion name. So oh, go go see him, and I'll, we'll see what's what you know. Okay. Know. They, they thought I'm crazy. And then I went to find that promotion, and he was a karate coach, and he he had uh, all classes karate classes in the in the gym. And I went to the, his gym. I say listen, uh, uh, say hi. So he say oh hi. So I want to fight tomorrow. He's like, who are you? <laughs> uh, say like my name is Marius. What I wanna find? And this guy say, listen, I give you my three guys to check you, you know, and if we will see you, you, you good. If you good, you can fight. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I start fighting with those three, three guys. Karate. One guy, you know, then another guy, and then guy. Then uh, for me it was like a competition. I said okay. Then he said okay, come tomorrow. You know, you, you good to go. Right. And then I come back home. I say, listen, I don't need to fight anymore tomorrow. I already have fights today, and like on my own. Yeah, you've already fought today. Already, I already my hands or my feet was all blue. You know, like I say, that's it. No, I, I don't want to fight anymore. So that's <laughs> and, brilliant. And then, like, yeah, then, then my friend called me. Oh, listen, Marius, I'm coming to pick you up. No, no, no. I say, I, I don't want to go anymore. No, I say, we now have to go because it's already set up. You know. Right. And then he said, oh, I don't know, I can make it, my, my gas, my car, gas, uh, like something thin, like uh, short on gas. I said, oh, thanks God, maybe you, you, he's not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then it's, uh, half an hour later, he showed up and then he brought me that uh, show late, that uh, competition uh, uh, place. And then I waiting, you know, with everybody warm up in the room. And I just looking there and I just laughing, you know, just... Uh, I just you know already warm up from yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so you already had a warm up fight. So I believe the the event was a uh, night of the ring, and um, your opponent, I believe, for that event was Victorus Krontrimas. Do you yeah, remember his name? So, yeah, that was yeah, his name, and you yeah. won your first fight as well. Yeah, and like then uh, they start calling, oh Mario Saromskis, and then my adrenaline pumps up. I'm like, I I don't feel any more pain, you know, like. I start walking to the ring and I like feel like a flying. You know? uh, yeah, so you felt fine. Probably. Like, then I like you know, I smashed the guy like I threw out from the ring. For first fight, I was like so happy and excited. No more feel pain. You know, like, yeah. I was like, well, how was that feeling to do your first MMA fight? Even though it came in very strange circumstances, but yeah. just getting through your first fight, how did that feel? That moment. Yeah, the the soon as they call my name and as soon as they my adrenaline goes up, then. 
I don't need any more thing. I just go smash the guy and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So did you feel that the karate tournaments and things you done earlier and the kickboxing that all helped you at this point be ready yeah, for that's, that moment? That's how I that's how I was kicking and punching and like that's only from karate and uh, yeah. kickboxing. Yeah, because your your striking style is very it's 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 very cool kind of mix of karate and kickboxing and you've always been known for that. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, and that's always been one I of your stronger suits. That, that, that time, I was like, it just doesn't matter. I don't need rules. I just need to kill him. <laughs> you just need to go right through. <laughs> so so soon after that, I believe you started fighting for Cage Rage. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sorry, first, sorry, I want to ask you. When you were in London, I want to ask you a little bit. Who are you training with? I believe it was the London Shoot Fighters. Yeah, Can you tell me about how you got introduced to these guys? Yeah, I stuck in London Street Fighters for five years, for okay. five, six years. And yep. I, yeah, when I came to London, I first I found that uh, gym, you know, that uh, MMA gym. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I started uh, kicking, started punching, and they started, you know, like uh, preparing kickboxing. But kickboxing didn't happen. And then I fought them first MMA fight, and then I won. And then they grabbed me to start wrestling, jiu-jitsu. Okay. And uh, my my ear started working, my nose from training. Yeah. And then that's how I started MMA in London. And then uh, one guy, another guy, another guy, and like uh, just keep going. And uh, yeah. So, so tell us about Cage Rage then. So I believe is this, I don't know if this hopefully it's fully accurate. It's what I'm reading off the internet when I'm researching about you. But in May 2006. You signed for Cage Rage, uh, that's based here in England, and you had your first fight against Af Nan Shahid. Um, obviously, you won this fight uh, from knees and punches, and the ref stopped it. But um, tell us a little bit about your introduction to Cage Rage and um, your experiences there. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, like uh, I always uh, put myself more like, uh, oh, I need to do this, I need to do this. I just, uh, I just go finish this guy, and I uh, straight away I was uh, thinking about my mistakes. My, oh, I need mm. to shift this. I need to more do this, more this, and then I uh, straight away keep, keep start thinking about second fight. But this fight is, uh, oh, okay, done. Then I already forget, and then I. So you're always on to the next one. You're always yeah, want always, to progress, and yeah, move always, forward. Okay. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. So you, you fought for Cage Rage for a while, obviously, and then you you fought a few people, Che Mills, you fought Ross Poynton there as well, who was on The Ultimate Fighter later on. Um, he's also fought people like Michael Bisping and stuff like that. Um, then you went back to Lithuania for a while and you competed on Bushido, um, the Heroes event in 2008, I believe. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about that, about the... Yeah, shows that go on there. you know, when I getting like uh, too long, that I remember that time like was no fight, no fight, no fight. Then I said, okay, let's uh, let's go Donadas and let's let's fight in Lithuanian back homes. Always good to come back back home. Yeah, and uh, I just go there because hungry. I just need to fight and go there and just fight back home. Like I said, it's a little bit little bit more easy and in the beginning maybe it's different when you're not when you're army chair when you're not professional but as soon as you get more fights more professional you can feel always uh, your country people supporting you yes right? yes absolutely absolutely so when you went back to lithuania and sorry when you done those fights in lithuania and then later you went on to japan and things like that obviously your fan base in lithuania grew 
and a lot of people knew about you and are supporting you. And the, the funny thing is, MMA was barely even a sport. So mm. it's you're the basically one of the only people in Eastern Europe or in Europe who was really at a high level doing it, you know? Because mm. I, I bet you struggled a lot for training partners in Lithuania. Yeah, that yeah. uh, was, you know, that's why I came to London yeah, at that time. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because the most important to have like uh, your sparring partners better than you. Right, exactly, exactly. So this takes us really nicely on to the next question, Marius. I want to ask you about your experience at Dream. So you joined Dream in 2009 and you were invited to participate in the Dream Welterweight Grand Prix Tournament. And uh, you faced off against Sechi Ekamoto in the quarterfinals where you had a very interesting bout. You want to talk a little bit about that? You outstruck him in a, in a, in a nice little battle. Um, what can you remember from your experience there in the quarterfinal round? Yeah, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I remember he punched that, uh, you know, that tiger punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, what the heck is that? But he's like, oh my gosh, I need to be careful. <laughs> yeah. And so, I remember, you know, that Japan, I feel different. Each time I go there, Japan and you go there like uh, I feel like a fighting spirit I go before fight I always used to go to castles a lot of big castles huge castles I stay there by myself and and I don't know it feels like uh, I getting energy from those castles like, that's so know. cool yeah that's so cool you can just feel that energy in the yeah, air yeah yeah and like uh, the Bushido code <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah each time I like I said come back from those castles you know uh, to the hotel and and then getting ready for tomorrow I heard uh, like uh, full of energy I'm like uh, I don't know it's, that's yeah. why that energy is just okay no, let's keep until tomorrow <laughs> bro yeah so you got through the quarter final uh, round quite easily you won a unanimous decision against him in the semi-final round you faced the legendary Hayato March Sakurai um, and that was a massive massive moment for you in your career facing a legend like that Tell us a bit about the semi-final matchup and how you felt going in there against a guy with so much more experience than you. Yeah, like I said, you know, I always uh, focusing that uh, where, you know, what part they are dangerous, and I know I knew it, he is dangerous if he take me down and keep me on the ground. You know, I will get maybe you know I will get uh, a little bit you no know, bad uh, positions and yeah. like you know one punch, another punch, one punch or submission. And uh, I always was, you know, training to just in case uh, stand up, you know, to learn. If you want to be a better MMA fighter, you, ha you have to learn, you know, stand up if you're not yes. a wrestler. Anytime you want, if you learn to stand up anytime you want, then you, you know, you, you will grow up more and more. And then, you know, you can add something else. Absolutely. So, and then uh, I knew it, it's going to happen. You know, he, he was looking to take me down. But then I said, okay, you want to take me on? I come myself, I come into you myself. And he, and I start fighting and I already jumped to him and he's like, oh, I'm coming to him. And then we fell down and then again stand up. He was a little bit confused, you know, because I'm, I was not running away from him. Yeah. And uh, if you want, okay, I'm coming. And then I'm coming and I'm getting in, we're falling down, then I stand up, then again coming. Yeah, but each time I, I can come with more dangerous stuff, with kicks and with punches. And then finally he got those punches and kicks and then uh, one punch, one kick and then you're in trouble. So just yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was such a massive um, upset. So that was for, obviously not for you, because you already knew you're, you're good and your team knew you're talented. 
But for the world of MMA, that was the moment where everybody knew this is Marius Zoromskis and he is he's on the world stage now because at that moment, I remember watching that when I was a little kid. I was a little kid at that point watching that and I'm thinking, who is this guy that just came from Lithuania and he's just taken out the, the legend like that? And I couldn't believe the skill level you had, like your, your karate, um, the way you're putting your strikes together. It just reminded me of Ryu from Street Fighter a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played Street Fighter before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The karate style of Ryu, the way they threw kicks, I just loved watching it. So you won that massive moment, massive moment in the world of MMA. You moved on to the final and you faced Jason High in the final who defeated Andre Galvao previously in the other semi-final bout. And again, you won in spectacular fashion, uh, landing a beautiful head kick. Uh, and, and knocking him out and becoming the champion. How was that moment? What was that fight like? You, yeah, you looked remember. unstoppable. You yeah, looked amazing. I remember, the, the, I remember the Sakurai, he was sitting next to him, you know, he had like a... The plasters on his yeah, face. Yeah. On his face. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and Jason High, he, reg- he noticed, oh, like uh, he needs to keep hands up and he needs to really be careful. And uh, he made mistake because he took the too serious. He was so tense, you know, in the beginning. He was like maybe tired from a second fight, from first fight, but he was too serious uh, f- to fighting with me. He don't know, like, he put hands in the beginning so high, and then he just, uh, I saw the hands uh, dropped so, like, I don't know, it was too high and then too low. Yeah. And then I catch that moment when, he, when his hands was too low because he, was, he took me down, but again, I stand up, and he was like a little bit confused because like I stand up and he don't know what to do and he's and he's he, he made mistake because uh, he was too tense with yeah. me mm-hmm. and uh, he was a little bit scared to miss a high kick and he missed a high kick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so that was a huge moment um, winning that. I mean, you became the inaugural Grand Prix champion uh, at Welterweight for Dream and in Japan, like your name just exploded. So the offers must have been flying in at that point uh, for fight offers, you know, because very soon after that you signed for Strikeforce. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how you you, you signed for Strikeforce? Because it's very interesting. Um, A lot of the guys you fought, they ended up going and signing for the UFC. But for some reason, we didn't see you in the UFC. We saw you go to Strikeforce instead. And uh, I just want to ask you uh, a little bit about that. Yeah. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about your experience with Scott Coker and working for those yeah, guys. Yeah, that, that was strike. You know, that was strike force. A little bit too quick because I already have ch- championship belt. And then, but I never say no. You know, like the coaches <laughs> and the managers say, "Go." I say, "Okay, let's go." You know, but uh, I I underestimate Nick Diaz. Because uh, he was like uh, like many times uh, you know world champion and he have a great conditioning. And yeah, so he uh, was your first fight for yeah, Strikeforce, right? Yeah, the first for Strikeforce, and we was fighting for American world uh, belt for Strikeforce. Yeah, it was for the inaugural welterweight yeah. title as well. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, my mistake, uh, I decided to knock him out quick. Okay, <laughs> 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 not gonna waste time. I just knock him out quick, you know. I mean, and you I, you rocked him early. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and I made knockdown, but he like was just scrambling, scrambling, and I couldn't get the punches right to the, his head on the floor. I was getting 
like a second by second, second by second, I'm missing those punches on the floor to finish him, and I was getting little by little tense, and he was little by little recovering, and then my gosh, and then he stand up, you know, the referee stopped, and he stand up. Uh, and like I see, is you know he is coming and he is like re- start uh, recovering, and I start burning, you know. Okay. And he is keep coming, you know, the lifting that hands up and like I miss one punch behind the head and another punch like uh, I said, uh, what what is going on, you know? And my legs became like a uh, one tone. I said, my gosh, you know, like my mind you know I, my my body won't listen not no more working together yeah yeah and then one punch another punch i miss i miss and he like uh i like uh, like i said he started recovering and i started burning you know and i like burn out and like and i couldn't uh, like uh, i i underst- underestimate uh, his level and like uh, yeah no, 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 I get you. yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's a very disappointing, obviously, loss because you were fighting so hard. It was a great fight, first of all. It's one of the most memorable fights of Strike Force uh, when you watch through their title fights. And you had such a brilliant back and forth battle, and you dropped Nick Diaz, and you really had him in trouble there. Because um, so, he was a massive name at the time. So it was, it was a great fight because although you lost, your name value still went up because. He performed so well because he had such a big reputation at the time, you know. So, yeah, I mean, as an MMA fan watching that at the time live, that was a phenomenal fight you gave us. So, I know you'll be disappointed, obviously, that you lost. But as a fan of MMA and as a fan of you watching you in your career, I was very proud of the the performance you put on. I was very. I know you won't be, but like you know, I was. I I think he done great because I feel they kind of. Um, give you a difficult opportunity there. Do you know what I mean? Because to me, it felt like they were kind of trying to set you up to build Nick Diaz up at that point. Yeah. I don't know what you. I don't know what you think about it. You, yeah, you, the, the the mistake was my. I should not take. I should. I should think more with my head. And yeah. Not let other people think about, about yeah. my decisions. But uh, that time I was just. I not making decisions. Whatever they say, go. I just going. That mm. and then I should get you know start slowly, not just to get you know bigger shark in the ocean. You know, uh, like uh, and of course, yeah, I lost and he he built up my fans from Japan all you know on yeah. his side. Like it's show business, but I like like I said like. Uh, a lot of a lot of mistakes I made because uh, I was only fighter, but not uh, not brain, not manager. Right? Yeah. No, I, I I get that. And what was it like meeting Nick uh, Diaz? Was he a nice guy that afterwards to speak to, um, or did you not really like? Uh, did you not really get along with him? Yeah. Because he's quite a difficult guy to get along with historically. Yeah. In the beginning, uh, in the, I didn't. Because for me, it seems he's a good guy, mm. Mm. you know, but uh, I have a bad, uh, uh, bad talking about him before fight. And right. I thought he's a bad guy and I thought he's like, oh, 
they're doing something bad and like he's uh, you know like a lot of have bad information about him yeah yeah because yeah. he had quite a bad reputation and you know? that's why i say okay I, I will knock him out straight away because he's a bad guy <laughs> <laughs> right okay yeah but, uh, i pretty just prepare psychologically a little bit uh, not right away so mm-hmm. but uh, in, in reality it seems he's uh, he's a nice guy he's uh, you know he he got uh, hard way, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like no. me. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, you can see you both got a lot in common. To be honest, hard upbringings. You've had to fight for everything you have, you know. So absolutely. So soon after um, your experience at Strike Force, I believe you joined Bellator. I just want to ask you a little bit about Bellator. You joined in two thousand and twelve. Um, it was a multi-fight contract, um, but your first fight was against uh, Washim Spirit Wolf. Uh, which was a rematch actually uh, you want to talk a little bit about that um, obviously it was another uh, great performance from yourself and a, a, a great win um, what, do, you, do, you, do you want to talk about that yeah those guys you know always those uh, all Americans you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know they, they you know they come in you know and like they all of them they have experience and it's not easy not so no. easy to get him you know like, like and especially when you're a little bit uh, uh, little bit get you know tense like uh, not relax and then you get more trouble like in Japan I always stay so relaxed you know and so passionate and I was missing that relaxing passion in America and that's why the all those guys are getting them but so difficult because no no relax no passion and no like just just one needle somewhere stick and like oh my gosh so hard to that's very interesting though so I want to actually ask you a bit more about that if you don't mind um, the difference between the fans in the US and Japan and how that affects yeah. fighters while they're fighting in the ring or cage so you just spoke about that a little bit yeah that's that's you know uh, Japan you know like uh, they they you know they coming to do you you fighting in big huge arenas and when you go there you don't need to think anything you just everything set up and like the fans waiting for you in the hotel with the pictures, with this to, to sign, like feels feels like you are king, you know. In Japan. Yeah, yeah. So much respect. <laughs> but in, in America, yeah, so much respect. But in to America, when you go, you have to do yourself everything, you know. You know, hotel and casino, everything on camera, and special, you know, those uh, promotions, you know, they they digging into very deep to make you feel a little bit down, you know, like uh, try to find out everything pull out from you just uh, before the fight to give you all energy everything pull out everything from you before the fight not to explode you not to make you exciting but opposite you just like uh, I don't have that support in America like right, yeah, my no. friends mm-hmm. my, my team and those only the, the you know like uh, the journalists they just digging digging inside my inside my um, my your heart, heart. Yeah. and I get empty before for I just give him everything you know and like they, they're pulling out what they want you know like and then then I need to fight already empty okay. I, was, I was opening too much you know yeah like, I get you so you feel drained like yeah, the, the media drained, there's yeah. too much media me, too yeah. much obligations yeah that's a I open too much and then I feel empty like and like uh, I don't know because mm, I don't feel much support, you know. Yeah, no, I, that makes a lot of sense, though. I understand completely where you're coming from. And Japan is kind of like the polar opposite, 
where you feel the fans aren't as loud, no. but they're no. very quiet and patient, but very educated. No. They understand the sport. They're no. very respectful. And in Japan, something I used to love about Pride and in Dream and, no. and even in RZA nowadays, it was never really about winning or losing. It's just about performing no. good. The fans always loved no. you as long as you put everything on the line. And that's something I really respect about the way Japanese MMA works. Yeah, it's a little bit, little bit, little bit more sport. Not not only business. I can imagine yeah. it's all business, but all just business. Yeah. <laughs> Japan is a little bit like a performance, you know, like a, for for people to to watch, you know, to exciting, you know. It's about the show. To yeah, it's about the show. Yeah, absolutely, and building the characters and really yeah. telling the stories of all the characters. Because when they used to do the Grand Prix and Pride, you yeah. really followed the story of each fighter. And when Dream done it as well, you're really behind the story. And that's where a lot of people really learn about who Mario Zoromskis is. It was from that moment when you won the Grand Prix and the way they told the story. Yeah. So, yeah, I completely agree with you. And, yeah, and then American, you know, oh, I have a lot of fans. Then American took me, you know, oh, give me, you know, big biggest shark in America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and I like, uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about who you trained with in America. I believe you've trained with the legendary American Kickboxing Academy from San Jose in California. Yeah, that's uh, like new and uh, like I decided to go there training. That was happening, everything very too quick because I cannot be, you know, uh, like uh, become wrestler in one day or, you know, jujitsu in one day. I have that experience in London already defending. But uh, that was when I came to America. I still don't have like that experience to attack and to to get a little bit more deep. Right. Yeah. And then I was you know facing those wrestlers you know like uh, Josh Koscheck, John Fitch you know. Yeah. And uh, you know the the John Fitch is very good guy you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, Josh Koscheck not very good. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised you said that. <laughs> And then uh, Ken Velasquez, you know, beginning he we was like not talking, but then we get along. He's like you know big character too, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, lovely but guy. He, but inside Davies, yeah, he's good guy, very good guy. And then uh, Habib later on came, you know, yeah, like uh, he always with his team, you know. But we just you know, uh, he's with his team, and uh, I was his first sparring partner for Habib. Oh really? Yeah, like, and then you know he started growing, growing, and like. Uh, but me like sometimes i was traveling to europe and then a little bit losing focus because uh, i have a lot of opportunities you know bellator tournament but i miss them because i have a little bit focusing too much on private life mm. and a little bit uh, not focusing on my opportunities mm. and that was uh, a little bit uh, mm. costing me too much uh, career yeah yeah no absolutely and when you're an AKA, obviously um, Javier Mendez is the head yeah, coach Javier there. Yeah, the coach is very nice guy. He's a good guy. I love him. And Bob Cook, you know. Bob Cook, yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy Bob Cook. Yeah, crazy Bob Cook. Um, yeah. did, when you were there, did and you Daniel, sign? Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier, right? Yeah. He, he was a very good wrestling coach. He, mm. That's why I learned for, from him a lot. So. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. So you train with a lot of really uh, legendary guys at AKA. Did you, because just, it just popped in my head there, um, did you ever sign with Zinkin Management, by any chance, the management company they had running out of AKA, who was mm -hmm. helping fighters, or did you have your own manager? No, I just, yeah, I just, um, uh, I didn't sign with the, I had just, um, like, a, 
uh, they just was sometimes asking, you know, like either uh, uh, from uh, from Japan, you know, Japanese was asking me, then I still, you know, have like a contract with the Strike Force, then right. Bellator. But then, you know, like, uh, I don't know what's, uh, what's happened, you know, like, uh, like, uh, I lost, I lost a couple fights yeah. and then everything changed. Okay, okay. I lost interest, you know. Uh, in America, if you want to be successful, you have to win all the time. You have to keep winning, yeah. But, that's but I, if you don't have connections, you know, then you... If you don't have connection and you lose a couple of fights, that's it, you're done. Yeah. So was AK the only gym you trained with in, in America or did you yeah, ever did you go no, anywhere else? I stick for 10 years only for AK. Yeah, yeah. you were there for a long time. So you're yeah. one of their um, uh, veteran fighters, team members, because you're one of the first main guys. So the first, sorry, I'll frame that better, I beg your pardon. The first crop, the first crop of fighters, you are one of them. Josh Koscheck, you, Finch, yeah. so on and so forth, you know, uh, Phil Baroni even at the time, yeah, Phil yeah. Baroni, yeah, the, <laughs> that's how far back we go, yeah. obviously there's been some sad news about Phil Baroni recently, yeah. we don't want to, we don't want to talk about yeah. the negativity, but I, I would want to ask you about any positive memories about Phil Baroni from the past, any happy memories you have maybe from yeah, back in the day? Phil, Phil Baroni, he, you know, he's always, you know, keep coming and he's always positive and, uh, yeah. and you know, he is a good guy and funny guy and like you know uh, like uh, and uh, if you want to sparring yeah okay let's do sparring you know he, yeah. like, <laughs> he's up for it always yeah okay, let's do you know sometimes he like he, he, his wrestling was not that very very well you know but he but he is uh, have a hard fight and fight yeah fight yeah he's hard. a fighter he's always up for yeah. it and uh, you know to talk to him, you know, to love him, you know, to hang out, he always fun with him, you know. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Uh, did you ever train with uh, Frank Shamrock? Uh, no, Frank Shamrock, uh, he was always in other gym, but he, he, that 2010, he was already not there. Oh, he was already pretty much retired. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Because I believe Frank Shamrock was there for a period as well, but yeah, he, you, he, he must have just stopped. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that, and I, and I don't think he just stopped, I just came, I think. Right, yeah, brilliant. Oh, fantastic. So I just want to ask you a little bit about post-Bellator. So once you were done with the US, you moved back and you started fighting more in Europe again, I believe. You signed a contract with uh, KSW, uh, obviously the past couple of years. There's been, obviously, because of COVID, there's been issues. Um, yeah. I, I want to more I want to ask you about not so much your fights in KSW but more I just want to ask you about the organization itself um, it's quite a, it's quite a major organization now they're quite well known all over the world I just want like comparative to the US um, how, how are KSW running things and how you feel they're doing and how they've grown to this uh, point for me like you know like first fight you know I was, you know, I was happy, you know, and they, you know, they're doing uh, not too bad, you know, I say, feels like they copy American and like they, they building and they hotel, you know, they give me a good hotel and, uh, but, uh, you know, then uh, second fight, you know, like, uh, uh, I feel like they're a little bit supporting too, you know, like uh, Polish fighters, but it's all everywhere in the world, same, you know, yeah. own country support more, the... Home guys, home yeah. guys, yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's I understand. That's why, like, 
I fought at Xebek uh, two times, and I said, okay, one, one, I said, give me another one, let's fight third fight, but they, they just don't want to know, you know, and I will, I said, okay, I understand, you guys, you know. So let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about that, so, uh, you fought Andrzej um, Zebek. Zebek, yeah. Yeah, Zebek, and you, you, he got, um, obviously, Yeah, first fight, yeah, first fight, he was so angry, you know, I said, oh my gosh, this guy, because, oh, he's angry, he very good, <laughs> I, I happy. And then like, boom, 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 and I, I saw far away he's you know, trying to smash my knees, you know, my kick, and I just a block and he's bop, he got uh, injured. But then I keep keep uh, take took him on the floor. I didn't know that's so bad, and I, we just finished five minutes, and then he got a broken chin. And then uh, uh, the the Polish uh, organ promotion KSW. KSW, blah 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 blah. Let's do the match. And then, but then they made the story like I want too much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. But, yeah, but it's okay. Let's do it, you know. Like, uh, and uh, they they came to Spain, you know, to see where I'm training, what I'm doing, you know. And that time I don't have a good team, you know. Like, and they, right. And uh, I said, okay, you know, like I, I got, you know, I came to the second fight, and then uh, I have a plan, everything, you know. And then in a point, then I saw Zebek, he was so, so relaxed and laughing. I said, oh shit, this is not good, something, you know, something is not right because mm. there's no more angry. Yeah. And he's laughing and it like happened. I said, that's not good sign, I don't like that shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like, uh, we start fighting, you know, and I like, uh, I was like relaxing and try to relax because I have planned to my second round and blah, blah. But I was too relaxed and then I like, I first time like I like uh, just I didn't see the punch you know like I missed one punch and then the plan doesn't work anymore yeah so yeah no. Too relaxed. no absolutely absolutely and then I say listen guys you know uh, the first fight he got broken leg the second fight I make one now let's do third third fight yeah so you're uh, open for our you're open yeah, for our trilogy see, let's let's see who is better you know one one and let's see now for real who is better you know right? absolutely and then uh, but if, i don't know they just don't want to fight they, they say oh, okay we do we're planning to do a fight in uh, in latvia we call you but but we're not gonna give you exact so and uh they say okay i will be waiting for so if not exact so just give me the fight you know right yeah Anything. so you're, you just want to compete that's the thing yeah. you just want to compete it's so impressive that you're still fighting today, by the way, that you're still <laughs> fighting. And you're fighting these young guys as well. And it's just crazy. Uh, like, I just I see your current um, uh, manager. He should push for a trilogy match. Whoever uh, your representation, they should talk to KSW. They should say, we want a trilogy match with Z uh, Zebek because I think that would be massive. It would be such a big fight for KSW. Uh, having that third fight between you two, I think it'd be huge, you know, and mm -hmm. hopefully you guys would be able to get paid uh, good money as well for it, and it would be good for both of your uh, fan bases, you know. Yeah, so I think so. Hopefully, so hopefully you can get that fight uh, hopefully uh, booked in. So, but currently, so is this a multi-fight contract with KSW, or is it just fight-by-fight um, uh, fight basis? So. Yeah, now I finished the... Uh, the contract and like uh, expire like, right uh, so you're gonna negotiate yeah gonna... now so one by one yeah and they will see I, I say I'm, I'm waiting so yeah 
Are you open to fighting in other leagues, like uh, going back to America, perhaps, or maybe even Japan? Yeah, for 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 today, I open anything. Yeah, just waiting for a better opportunity, like one championship, maybe. Yeah. Or Japan, you know. Absolutely. Uh, It'd be uh, great to see you in prison. America, they America, they 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 sneak it. If I go, <laughs> if I go to Japan. Uh, and beat him up in Japan again, win, then America then call me. Yeah, that they call you. <laughs> they, that want, they, call you. they want ready, you know, some, yeah. somebody ready yeah, with the name yeah, 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 no. and with the, with the fans behind. Yeah, no, no, I get you. Yeah, with a fan base, yeah, yeah. so they can take that fan yeah. I get you. Um, um, what was I going to ask you? Sorry. So you're currently, though, you're living back home in Lithuania, so you're training there and you're living back home right now. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about your training partners and the team you're training at. Obviously, now is a big difference between back in the day. Now MMA has grown, so obviously there's a lot of talent in Lithuania now. So, what is it like getting training partners nowadays in in Lithuania? Yeah, now in Lithuania it's still like the MMA a little bit growing up, and yeah. the, the kids, you know, for me it was you know there's five years old kids, so you know. They they are before five years old and now they are twenty. Yeah. So those twenty years old kids they very good. Yeah. <laughs> and they you know you have to teach them and they picking up very quick and they growing and like I I I love you know like I love to watch you know and I see so much progress they just need to keep going you know not only striking but you know submission and wrestling like to learn stand up anytime they want and to learn to take down anytime they want and uh, you know make uh, my punches and knockouts they already know how to yeah yeah no. just, you know they're growing that's uh, very happy to see that do you enjoy coaching yeah i'm enjoying too coaching and same time keeps me in shape and like you know same times you know like uh feels happy to give my you know everything what i learn i give you're I giving back yeah to I the make, next generation I, I make my opponent strong and then same time i can getting stronger too all right right yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely so um you so you're running a are you running a team in Lithuania or is it more that you're training partners and you're kind of no, helping like them? I'm catching up now, like right. I'm little, still building, you know, still build, building, you know, and just need a little bit more time, you know, like. So hopefully soon we're gonna see you cornering um, some really talented Lithuanian fighters that are gonna be taking the UFC by storm, yeah, Bellator by need, storm. Just need a couple of years, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, no, no, God willing. I mean, you have the knowledge. Does anybody who can it's someone like yourself and uh, i think you'd be great for lithuanian mma someone like yourself coming in and becoming a coach and building fighters up uh yeah i think that's fantastic um so i just want to ask you uh, marius now just shifting a bit from the fighting but i want to ask you about your biggest inspiration in your life to fight um is it for martial arts maybe it's martial arts movies or something i just want to ask you what's your biggest inspiration yeah. <laughs> I think from uh, you know from karate movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 The, karate Kid. The karate Kid. I was a little bit too late, but right. for me it was Jean Claude Van Damme. So. Van Damme movies. Yeah, the kickboxer. The kickboxer, blood sport. You know, blood sport. Absolutely. Double punch. Yeah, that's all Jean Claude movies. Jean Claude movies. Rambo. That's my was beginning. Yeah, absolutely. So action movies, action uh, martial arts movies. movies. Bruce yeah, Lee. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was my lovers. <laughs> so you watched that and you just you made yeah, you want then, to do something. Yeah, in. Then, then in Japan, Bushido, those, uh, Takada, you know, Gary Albright, uh, Kiyoshi Kimura, all, yeah. those, all those guys, you know, that's, 
All starts from there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's absolutely brilliant. And see, in 93, where were you, like, when UFC 1 happened? Just a random question, like, where were you? I'm uh, still doing kickboxing now. Okay, <laughs> did you see, did you watch UFC 1? Uh, UFC now still too early was for me. The, okay. The UFC, I was still not, I was just only kickboxer. My mind was only kickboxing. Oh, so you didn't care about it at the yeah, time? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I was okay. only kickboxing. Okay. Um, I want to ask you, so you've told me your inspiration and you've kind of told me your favourite movies as well, but I'm going to ask you who you prefer, yeah, mm. out of martial arts, uh, movie masters, Bruce Lee or Jet Lee, who's better? Huh. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a difficult one for yeah. you, <laughs> it's hard to, hard to choose. <laughs> uh, if you had to choose one, who would it be? Uh, Probably Bruce Lee. Probably Bruce Lee, yeah. yeah. Um, were you a fan of Jackie Chan as well? Uh, Jackie Chan, he... More because it's just funny movies. Yeah, yeah. more funny movies, but yeah. it's still for me more serious Bruce Lee. Yeah, Bruce Lee. So who did you prefer? Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone? So Rambo or Commando? Uh, Rambo. Rambo, you prefer Rambo. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, are you a fan of Rocky? Yeah. That, that was yeah, that's my inspiration. Which Rocky uh, is the best? The then they fought Ivan Drago. Rocky uh, Four. Rocky, Rocky Four is a favorite. Okay, yeah. brilliant. The soundtrack, yeah, it's just got so many yeah. really good songs. <laughs> brilliant for training and oh, it's yeah. so fantastic. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about what kind of music does Mario Zoromskis listen to, or yeah, has listened to in know, the past? Like now it's I decide times. You know, like a year's going and time is changing, and now I decide to change too. Like before was, you know, old, you know, Europe, you know, the sort right. Europe dance uh, music and yeah. stuff like that. Uh -huh. But now I'm, I'm, I, I get, like, I get in love with the rap, you know, rap, hip hop, like, stuff like that. Hip hop, okay. Eminem, and uh, Eminem, yeah. Tupac, you know? Okay, okay, yes. And so I, you like listen to a lot of hip hop yeah, and now, rap? Yeah, now like, uh, like I'm, I decide like to start changing just to get some new stuff too like yeah like you know good good to have some behind you know that yeah that you know that old style but uh, new style you know like uh, i ready like uh, to change my you know to change my mind a little bit absolutely to change to get a little bit more open absolutely and uh, you know changing like uh, countries and changing mentality and like I get you know American mentality and I back to Lithuania then I need again be you know open mind yeah because uh, there is you know a little bit people are different everywhere people yeah in England different in Spain different in Lithuania different in America different yeah and if you get same you get you can get crazy that's why you have to be a very open mind no I and, understand and to be able to change only one way yep absolutely no so uh, what kind of new current uh, rappers do you like like newer music kind of thing um, uh, from from today's age any kind of rappers uh, do, you, do you like any modern day ones or is it just old school guys like Tupac and stuff like that etc no <laughs> uh, I got uh, um, basically so, if we were to okay. go through you so Mario's phone right that, now I love what? that uh, remember that I was listening two years every day like the Russian singer the uh, what's the song? Uh, Zivert. 
Z-word. Z-word, yeah. Oh, I don't know what that is. But uh, now I get to get a little bit too much tired. And <laughs> yeah, you listen to it too much. But now, like, uh, there's uh, new, you know, new Spanish uh, okay. hip-hops and... Uh, Spanish hip-hop, and stuff yeah, like that. Spanish hip-hop, yeah, like, those, those kind of, you know... Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. So uh, Despacito. <laughs> Despacito, okay, yeah, so basically you like a wide range of music. Yeah, yeah. it just depends on your mood, really. Yeah, you can listen like to different things. Getting a little bit open mind, so... That's cool, that's cool. Know, time changing and I decide to change too, like, you know. So it, it goes to show because you started in karate, you wanted more action, you went to kickboxing, you wanted yeah. more, you went to MMA. You're a, you're a type of man who's always wanting to grow and develop and improve. Yeah. So you're the type of person that doesn't like to just do the same thing. You want to grow and improve. Yeah, sometimes I stick too long on same yeah. thing. That's <laughs> yeah. like I'm a little bit not catching up the time. <laughs> Absolutely. So when Mario Zoromskis wants to eat some junk food, he wants to enjoy his food, what does he eat? Number one choice, what do you yeah, go for? Junk food, I go just in and out. Oh, KFC, KFC. So, so in and out no. so obviously that's american so in the uk we don't really know what that oh, is so what's oh, in and out the grilled chicken <laughs> okay okay nice nice nice, nice. <laughs> grilled chicken uh, you know real on the on the fire that's very nice you know or or sometimes uh, kfc <laughs> okay okay brilliant brilliant um in terms of snacks and things like that just quick fire mars bar or snickers what do you prefer chocolate uh, bars chocolate bars mars oh. bar snickers uh, Snickers. Snickers, right? <laughs> nice. Coca Cola or Pepsi? Coke. Coca Cola, brilliant. Um, uh, beer or whiskey? Ah, that's 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 one tough. Whiskey. Whiskey, you prefer whiskey, brilliant. Um, I'm gonna ask you. I want to ask you another random, random question. Tequila, tequila or whiskey? Tequila or whiskey? Well, tequila or whiskey? Which one would you pick? Mm. 100% tequila. <laughs> yeah, tequila. Brilliant. Um, and um, I wanted to ask you just, because that's us nearly at the end of our interview now, and I really appreciate you talking and being so open with us. And I've had a great uh, chat with you. I've really enjoyed listening to your um, story um, through all your fights, etc. Really fascinating stuff. I just wanted to ask currently what you're up to in uh, out with fighting obviously you're you're trying to compete in ksw or see what other opportunities yeah. are out there tell us what's going on in mario's uh, uh mario's sorry personal life or anything like that that you want to share anything cool you're up to uh, right now you're traveling in london you're visiting i believe uh, yeah what, what have you been up to recently yeah like i'm trying to find out you know myself and like uh, and uh, it's time a little bit you know to to set up so okay i'm yeah. looking for players to set up so. right and uh, that's why like uh, i'm trying you know to same time i'm still wanna do you know a couple fights you know my health still okay yeah and i wanna do a couple fights and same time i am looking to open a gym right and uh, start running uh, my gym and start you know making new warriors because i i slowly you know like finishing my career i just need you know like, I don't know, one year or two years, I will, and I will finish my career because yeah. I'm, you know, I, I cannot fight forever. Absolutely. And then I need, I want to, same time, I want to build my, my new warriors. So, nice. And I, that's why I'm trying to set, set up everything, you know, and it's not easy because no. uh, I don't have support from nobody. I'm, yeah. doing my, I'm doing myself everything, you know, and then it's not easy, like, no. you know, 
to organize everything by by myself. So, and uh, where are you hoping to maybe settle and open a gym? Maybe in London? Have you thought about yeah, gym like in the UK? Uh, I have uh, three options. Like you know, the you know options is you know, London, uh, Lithuania, Kaunas, and uh, Spain. Mm. In Spain, because it's good weather, you know, and and uh, but I, but maybe just better to do like a like a, you know like a camp in Spain maybe not for all the time yeah but uh, be honest like yeah like uh, between those three you know London Spain and Lithuania so I want to work out any viewers out there watching how cool would it be to have Marius Zoromskis having a gym in London having this legend in London how amazing would that be for the MMA scene here I think that'd be a great idea I'm, I'm biased though because I'm here but I think you should come to London I think it'd be brilliant for you here um, I, I feel the scene, the game needs people like you here, and I think you'll be really successful uh, in the UK uh, running a gym with your experience, etc. But so that's what Maris is up to nowadays. Best of luck with that. Uh, I hope you're nothing but success with that. Uh, Marius, where can people reach you if they want to find you on social media? They want to reach out to you, they want to follow you on social media. Where can they find you? Yeah, everybody can meet me very easy on you know, Facebook and Instagram. So okay. I am there. So Marius Aramskis. So I always you know, have a couple, couple Facebooks, but uh, there is the one is in all, all of them mine, but uh, one I, I, will, I will see, you know, that. Uh, yeah. Facebook or Instagram, so I am my name and so on, so very easy to shoot my message and I get in touch and we can talk, you know, and we can make something happen. Brilliant, yeah. Any promoters out there or any other uh, promotional companies or sponsors that want to engage with Marius Zoromskis, as he said, you can reach him on his social media, on Instagram and Facebook under Marius Zoromskis, so you can find him right there. Um, and we are the SK Twins Podcast. This was a phenomenal episode with the legend himself, Marius Soromskis. I'm absolutely chuffed. I'm absolutely bewildered that he came and I'm, I'm elated. And I'm so happy that he gave us his time today. And he shared a couple of hours just to have a chat. This episode will be available in audio format and on video format. Uh, you can follow us on all our social media handles on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and on Twitter under the SK Twins Podcast. I'm your host, Syed Galani, the producer, my brother, Asan Galani, and we will see you next time.